how it lights my path, how it guides my way. We are looking at 2 Timothy 4 verses 1 to 5. And you've got um, a copy at your tables if you'd like to share it out and follow along. Two Timothy four verses one to five. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Amen. Let's pray for Liz. Lord, thank you for Liz and thank you for all uh, that you've laid on her heart. And I pray, Father, that you'll bless her, Father, and, and help us, Lord, to concentrate and to take in what you're saying and to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit, Lord, as she speaks and as we do different activities. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Mrs. Moore. She's supposed to reply, but don't, don't do that. That's okay. Uh, so, we've got this passage from Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy, his apprentice, a person that he has trained, and uh, Timothy is now in leadership. Paul is nearing the end of his life and is writing some instructions and advice to Timothy. And from this passage, we are going to pick out two particular things that I believe very strongly, actually, that the Lord is saying to us, wanting to say to us this afternoon. And the first one is to be prepared. So here's a man prepared to go skiing. That's not what the Lord is necessarily preparing us for. That may be what's on your heart, but we'll move on from that. So... Whilst we are thinking about being prepared, there are, on the radiators, on this radiator and the radiator behind Chris and the radiator over there near Jane, there are some Noah's Arks. And at the moment, those Noah's Arks are empty. And if you are younger and you like something to do whilst you're listening, because I know you will be listening, then on your table... In the bowl, there are some stickers. These are little strips of three stickers, and that's the size of the sticker. And on this sticker, if you can draw two animals, two matching, a pair of animals, and then do it very quietly, and then very quietly go and stick it on the ark, then that will actually be part of what we're learning about being prepared. Now, the thing about these stickers is, they're those kind of annoying stickers that if you stick them on the wall or on the table or on the floor, they're quite hard to get off. So if they could just be stuck on the arcs, that would be great. But feel free to draw yourself two animals. 
Go and stick them on the ark, then go back and draw two more animals because we need these arks to be full. So the first thing that I believe that the Lord wanted to speak to us about this morning was being prepared. And in verse 2, we've got this little list of instructions on the, uh, the version of the Bible that, that we're reading here. Each one has got a full stop in between. There isn't a full stop in all translations, but we'll stick with this one. So we're looking at the bit that's in bold on your version on your table. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. And in some uh, translations, it says be prepared or be ready in season and out of season. So that's why we've got some Noah's arks and why the children are going to fill those arks for us with some animals. Because Noah had to prepare out of season. He had to be ready before the rain started falling. He had to build his ark in the dry season to be ready for the rainy season. And what I feel, felt the Lord was saying to us today was, are there things, are there things that either the Lord has called us to or things that we are asking the Lord for that we need to be prepared for? Now, they might be great big life-changing things like a new job or a new home or moving to a new country. They might be small, less significant things, but significant to us. They might be that the Lord is asking you to be more, to chat to more different people you don't know when you come to church, to help you, to asking the Lord to help you get your kids ready for school in, in, in a morning, uh, to ask the Lord if they if he can help you have a more positive conversation with your colleague at work. All of any of those things, great big things or small things. And the Lord, when I was preparing this talk, spoke to me about being prepared. And I felt it was just a picture of what he wanted to say for us all. So I was thinking about these ideas I was going to share this afternoon. And it just wouldn't really come together. And the Lord said to me, Go and prepare your resources. Go and Because I had some ideas of things, like the Noah's Ark and some verses we're going to use. And the Lord said to me, go and prepare your resources. And then once you prepare your resources, the ideas will flow more easily. And so that's what I did. I went and I prepared my resources. And the ideas did come together more easily. And I felt that that's what the Lord wanted to say possibly to us as a group, but certainly to some individuals here. But if you have some things that you're seeking from the Lord, do something in preparation. That might be something really practical, like drawing some Noah's Arks, or it might be something that is a preparation in your heart. But do something that is going to take a step towards that thing you're asking the Lord for. And then what the children are doing for us now by putting the animals in the ark, is that they are adding to that picture by filling those, that, those preparations with the purposes of God. And what I felt was that the Lord was saying that as we step towards him in preparation, he will meet us by filling our preparations with his purposes and his ways. Just got one more thing to say about these 
arcs that you may or may not be able to see. They're a little bit rudimentary, that's because I drew them. And I could, in fact I did think, when I got out my pieces of paper, and I had my blank piece of paper, I thought, I'm just going to take this piece of paper and ask Walter to draw the arcs for me. And the Lord said to me, no, no, actually, don't do that. I want you to draw these arcs, even though drawing is not my gifting, as you might be able to see from my little wobbly lines and my slightly different attempts. But what the Lord wanted to say to me, to you, to us, is whatever we prepare... It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to wait for it to be in season. Whatever you prepare, that's good enough. It's good enough and the Lord can fill it with his purposes. So that was the first thing that I felt that the Lord wanted to say to us really quite clearly. Now, children are doing a very good job, but I don't, know if, I don't want to distract you because you can carry on doing that, but I didn't know if there was anyone who wants to come and put on these ears. Is there anyone who would like to come? It's not compulsory. I'll just pick on somebody who... Is there anyone who would like to come and wear these ears? I can see Jan. Do you want to come, Rosa? Look, you can, you can come with your sparkles. Sparkles will add to it. Oh, Rosa, you are... Give her a... Yeah. Do you want to pop them up? Fantastic. So we're going to look, with Rosa's help, just stand here with me, at our second point, our second challenge. So our second challenge is, but you. So I want you to just look at someone next to you and point at them and go, but you. A bit more forcibly, please, a bit more energy, but you, but you. Okay? Perfect. Well done. So, with our second challenge, we are looking at, we're going to start with these ears. So, can you stand here for me, Rose? In verse 3, it says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Now, Rosa is just helping us here because Paul wrote these words a long, long time ago. But I think if Paul came here now and had a look at Rosa with her lovely ears, that we could all say, you were right, Paul. That time has come. We live in a time where... There is such confusion, there is such confusing teaching, mixture of opinions, a time where if you don't hold a particular opinion, it's not really very well thought of. It's a time where we want, where there is often opportunities to hear the answers you want to hear. So we're going to take these ears off. Can you take them off me, Rosa? Perfect. Thank you. You've finished now. And sit down. Thank you. Give her a clap, please. Well done, Rosa. But what do we want to do? We want to look at verse 5. And Paul says, but you. And I believe the Lord is saying very clearly to us today, but you, every single one of us, you should keep a clear mind 
in every situation. Well, that's quite a challenge, isn't it? Keep a clear mind in every situation. There are some huge political things going on, some huge moral questions. There are small things in our every single day life. Our kids come home and ask questions at school. You kids hear stuff at school and you're not sure what to do. In every situation, we are being told to keep a clear mind. So how do we do that? Well, what is the Sunday school answer always? What, how do we do that? Jesus. Jesus. It's the correct answer, which is always good news. So I have got two verses. They're, they're well-known verses, but I really believe the Lord wants to release them afresh over us this afternoon. So is there anyone who'd like to hold up this verse? be lost without you Rosa you want to just turn around so everyone can see it actually hold it there perfect well done so very famous verse and it says from John the gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 14 you're going to have to hold it still or I won't be able to read it Rosa. we have seen his glory and the, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth so we know that if we are to have a clear mind, we need to know the truth. But Jesus didn't just know the truth. He was full of grace and truth. And I think that for lots of our huge situations that we face, of our small everyday situations that we face, that we have to find answers to, that we have to ask the Lord to explain to us, then we don't just need truth, but we need the truth of Jesus, which comes full of grace. I was thinking about the, uh, the woman caught in adultery, a uh, story in the Bible. And that, that story doesn't say the woman might have committed adultery. It says the woman was caught in adultery. The truth was that she had committed that sin. That was the truth. There was no getting away from that. But the way that Jesus released life into that woman was full of truth, but covered in grace. And I believe that the Lord wants to release to us today through the Holy Spirit that ability to look at a situation, to listen to him, to see the truth. Thank you, Rosa. I've got another one for you in a second. To see the truth, but to have it full of his grace. John 14, verse 6 said, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus was speaking to Thomas. Thomas had said, just said to him, how do we know how to follow you? We don't know where you're going. And this was Jesus' answer. I am the way and the truth and the life. Now we sometimes think of that as just a salvation verse, and it is a salvation verse. If you don't know Jesus, have you had enough? Thank you. Should we give Rosa another round of applause? If you don't know Jesus, then he is the way and the truth and the life. 
and the way to God is through Jesus. But once we have stepped through that salvation door, we don't just stop. It says, I am the way. There is a journey to be had with Jesus. I am the truth and I am the life. Jesus is the truth and the truth is Jesus. And if we want to be clear-minded in every situation, we have to travel with Jesus. We have to ask him to come in to our confusion, to come into the chaotic things that we face, to come into the simple questions that were asked or the things that we don't understand ourselves. We have to ask Jesus into those things and that is how we come to have a clear mind in every situation. I don't think I've reached it yet. I'm sure none of us have. But as we journey with Jesus, the truth becomes more and more embedded in us and we can ask continuously for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us with that truth. And I just felt today those two things that the Lord was challenging us with. To be prepared, to take some action, to show our preparation and ask the Lord to fill us with his, fill that preparation with his purposes. But also to come to the Lord and ask him to fill us full of grace and truth so that we can be clear-minded in every situation. So I'm going to pray for us and then Walter's going to continue. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are truth. That Jesus, you are truth and truth is you. But We thank you, Lord, that you cover us with grace. And Lord, as we come to you, as we bring the things that, w- that you're calling us to prepare for, as we bring our hearts and our minds in this, in this confused world, we thank you that we can trust you to fill us full of pure streams that will run through from heaven into our lives. And we pray, Lord, I pray for each one of us that you would increase our clarity, that you would increase our understanding of the truth, that you would increase the amount of grace that we have when we apply that truth. And Lord, I pray that as we look at the things that you're calling us to and you want us to prepare for, that you would show us what that looks like and we would see you filling our preparations with your purposes. In Jesus' name, amen. Let your living word abide in me so richly as I abide in you. Let your living